Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. It cannot be emphasized strongly enough. The beauty, purity, and perfection of who you really are. You are not your illness, your finances, or your loneliness. There's nothing wrong in your life that you don't have the power to correct, and you are unlimited in your ability to tap into that power. Welcome. I'm Janet Richmond, and this is the Higher Self Voice. Okay, guys. Hello, hello. It's me again, Janet, and welcome to the show, whether you're live or after the fact. And I see that Robin is on the line. Robin is the mom of the of Ryan that we worked on, I think it was, was it last week or two weeks ago, two weeks ago. Anyway, we will be working on Ryan and maybe Robin again in, next week. Um, but she's listening today, so I want to say hello, hello. And today, though, we do have a healing on Ernesto. Now, I've worked on Ernesto before, and he's requested another healing and I love it because it's just so perfect for all of us and I will get to that in a minute. Uh, Before I go on, some of you might know or might realize I I think, I can't remember whether I announced on the show last week or not, but um, the book is launched on Amazon.com. It's Soul Psychology, Our Journey Through the Human Kingdom Universe. If you type in soul psychology, you will find the book. It is not right at the top. It was, when I first put it up there, at the bottom of that first page. Now it's moved its way up, and I'm not sure why, because I don't have any reviews or anything yet, but I think it might be either people have clicked on it or something. Maybe people have bought it. I, I don't know. If, and you know, I do know if a couple people have bought it, but I, I doubt that would move it up the page. I'm not really sure. But anyway, I'm so excited that it's out, and I've also just received my own copies because occasionally people do order it from me or um, buy it from me when they come to my meetup group or something like that. So I like to have copies on hand, and I also, of course, give copies to my family and things like that. So um, <laughs> we, we're so excited because the books did come in today, and I, I just... If you want to find out more about it, I do have a splash page specifically focused on that. If you go on my website, JanetRichmond.com or HigherSelfVoice.com, you'll see it on the right-hand column. You can click there. It will bring you to Soul Psychology, the book, and it will tell you some more of what the book is about. And you can you know, order it for me from there. You can just go onto Amazon. I know a lot of you use Amazon on a regular basis, so that's a great place to go. It is available as in print and also as an ebook, and it's also available on Kindle. So that's very exciting. Uh, there's, there's, you know, it's accessible in many different ways. And the more way, ways, the merrier. I really, as you know, because I think I've talked about it before, 
we're all so different. You know, some people are visual learners. Some people are audio learners. Some people are both. Some people like to hold the print book. Others like to, you know, read something from their computer or even listen to it from their computer, from their iPhone or any kind of smartphone. I just want to make it available in as many ways as possible. It is not audio yet. As I've mentioned, I'm hoping to do that maybe next year. It is. There's just so much to do in life, you know, guys. So it's just one step at a time. But uh, it has been a goal of mine to get my first book on audio for a long time. And now I have two books, so I'm probably even more focused than ever on it. So I do believe it'll happen next year. In any case, that's about my book. And I'm I'm so excited. Feel free to email me, Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com. Janet at JanetRichmond.com if you have any questions, any concerns, any comments. And it's the kind of book that you can read from start to finish, or you can read different parts. You can look in the table of contents, see what kind of intrigues you, go right to that part. And most likely, if you go right to a part somewhere in the middle, you may end up going back because there is some context that builds as you move through the book. But it doesn't mean you have to read it in order. There is no one right way. Everybody does it differently. But I'm available for anyone who has questions, anyone who has comments. <laughs> um, and, and I'm really excited about it. So just have to talk about it a little bit. Okay. Now, before I go to today's healing, which is so great, on the surface it may not look like it's uh, momentous, but you'll see when I explain why it is a momentous request, and I'm so pleased to have had it. Okay, but before, before that, I wanted to give you the feedback from Jake. If you guys remember, Jake had a really deep feeling of hopelessness and uselessness, and he felt like he was fighting a battle, trying to make it from somewhere underneath, to, and then something would ruin it, uh, and he would just decide he wasn't worth keeping around. And so we we talked a lot about that. Um, we did a lot of healing, and in that particular, that last week, a whole nother rim of the wheel came. If you guys didn't hear the healing yet, I encourage you to listen to it, because it was pretty fascinating. I started to work on Jake, and I encouraged the listeners um, to put anybody else or call in anybody else that might have similar issues to Jake. And then all of a sudden I saw this rim, another rim, another circle of people around the rim of the wheel that I usually use in the, in the symbol that I use. And it was people who from all over the globe, whole populations of people who were oppressed and had many of this, these feelings of hopelessness and uselessness that, in fact, Jake had. So it was a pretty intense and exciting healing. We were helping and dealing uh, with a lot of people around the globe. Very exciting. You know, of course, nobody writes you and say, oh, I was one of those people standing on the outer rim and <laughs> it really helped me. You know, you don't hear from people like that. But I, I know from doing this work for three de decades, that it is absolutely uh, helping, helping everybody, whether or not we get any direct feedback. Okay, now, so Jake writes, 
And he says, thank you for the healing to, through today's episode and continuing to help me try to, quote, descramble my soul. <laughs> Very good, Jake. You understand that you're in the middle of a soul scramble, which you are. Uh, this might have been in my head, but during the latter part of the healing, we, when asked to release through the back of my stomach chakra, I did feel it on a conscious physical level, much like I did during a previous healing when being instructed to release from the front of my stomach. So that's good. He had a physical uh, sensation from the healing. And he said, uh, I'm humbled that an issue I asked you for help to will lead to the second rim phenomenon, and I hope it wasn't too overwhelming for you. It sounded like a surprise, <laughs> um, and it may have been uh, a bit much to take in. And it was a surprise. It's, I, I don't think exactly that had come up before, but I moved through being um, through the oh my god stage to wow this is great stage. So it, it wasn't overwhelming, um, and he was also hope, hoping that it did his session did benefit a lot of people. And he said that I was right in assuming that his anguish had reached points over the past few months, and yes, even recently, where I wanted the pain to stop so much that I was open to choices that some might have considered selfish or cowardly. And he was talking about the times where I said this kind of pattern can lead to people wanting to kill themselves. And it is, I had that feeling, and I mentioned that he was definitely in that place when he very first reached out to me. I hadn't realized that there were still moments of that even up to now. So my heart goes out to him, and I really appreciate that he's shared that. Uh, I really appreciate it. Uh, he says he didn't. he's not bringing up to frighten or worry me because he wanted to know Oh, because he wanted me to know the positive impact that I've had on his life lately and that he's glad that we met months ago. And, and so am I. I'm, I'm really glad. And anyway, depression is a very, very difficult pattern. It's overwhelming and it's painful. And it can lead to, you know, people committing suicide or addiction or any other kind of thing. And it's very, 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 very difficult. Um, I have worked with depression before and have had some good success with it. But like any pattern that, that is that deep and that entrenched, it does take some effort. And Jake is putting in the effort. He's absolutely putting in the effort. He's working on his own. He does call or email me when he wants some help with something and I do it on the radio. I've had a couple of pro bono sessions with him because he hasn't been working for a long time now. But he's very um he's very much really helping himself as best he can and I'm I have all confidence that he will work through this. But like anything there there really isn't a magic bullet. Um anyway. So he so that was his feedback, and it's. I always like to share the feedback so that you can see that these things do help people, and they have, even though it's on the radio, I don't know if he, he did. This one he listened to, I believe, live, uh, but a lot of times the people can't listen live. That's why they request the the healing via an email and don't call in directly because they can't listen live. And the after the fact, as I've reported from in a lot of the feedback, as you know, after the fact works just as well. In any case, so now we will go on. And I, I'm excited. I have another caller 
I have a couple callers. One is Robin, and one is someone with the number 7268. Oh, I think that might be Diana from that had called last week. If it is, hello, Diana. If it's someone else, hello, someone else. Welcome, and I'm glad to have you be listening to the show. In any case, um, let's move on to Ernesto. He had the following request. First, he says, I had a question in regards to illness. Any shortcuts for solving illness, he says. (laughs) Then he says, I want to work on a condition that I have, that, that that I have, only that it seems to be getting worse. It's called hyperhidrosis, which is basically the excess sweating of the armpits, feet, and hands. How would I go about working on this? I know for a fact it has to do with the nervous system, and I just wish they were a permanent fix, but so far the procedures I've researched are either temporary or expensive or painful. I'd like to get this done naturally if possible. Okay, so first of all, thank you, Ernesto, for your request. It is, and, and being willing to air something like hyperhidrosis, because that could be uh, an issue that uh, that you are sensitive about and sensitive to. Thank you for allowing me to put it out over the radio. This is great. And I have a few things to say about your request before I go on and do the healing. First of all, to answer your first question, are there any shortcuts for solving illness? And I'm pretty sure most of you guys listening are thinking to yourself, "Mm, doubt it. (laughs) And you're right. Um, We all wish for the shortcuts. We wish for the magic bullet. I've talked about this issue before because we are whatever it is that is bogging us down or hurting us or makes us feel bad or unhappy. We want to get rid of them quickly. So it is a very normal desire for that quick fix. Um, But I know, you know, I use the gym analogy so much. I've decided to change change it up, okay? I have a new analogy, guys, about why it isn't a quick fix and why we have to make it a lifestyle. And here's my new analogy. I hope you guys like it. Let's say you decide you're going to start eating more healthy. You're on the Internet every day, and there's more and more things that you see, and you're starting to pay attention because, you know, about... Uh, all sorts of foods that are good for you, that aren't good for you, the pros and cons of eating this, that, or the other, you know, all of those issues. Or maybe you've just found out you're pre-diabetic, or maybe you are diabetic, or maybe you have excess weight. Maybe you have allergies, and you're pretty sure it's from food, and you, you go and get tested, and you realize you have some allergies to things you're eating. Maybe you have cancer, or maybe you have had cancer a while ago and you want to prevent it from coming back. Whatever it is, you've made the decision, guys, to start to really improve your diet. Now, chances are, for whatever the reason, the reason is big enough that you're not just going to change your diet for a month or two or a week or three. Chances are... Changing the diet is most helpful, and you get your most results from taking it on as a lifestyle. You find all sorts of benefits. You're healthier. You have more energy. You have 
maybe less weight gain or you start to lose weight, you're, you're more active, you have a brighter outlook on life, and it's just changing the diet can make such a difference. You also can feel more... Um, more self-confidence and more taking, because you're taking things into your own hands. You're not relying on a pill. Let's say your blood pressure starts coming down and you can get off the blood pressure medication because you're losing weight. Whatever it is, you start to feel like you're the directing identity for your life and that you have some say. And that's an invaluable change in, in and of itself. As you go, as you start this new diet, it can be hard, it can be difficult, but you'll start to see results. And slowly but surely, it'll it'll become more easy to make it the lifestyle. At first, you're going to miss your favorite foods, the pizzas, the the ice cream sundaes, the the pastas and breads and, and all of the things that you were eating perhaps that didn't work for you, you're going to miss it. But over time, if you are determined and if you commit and if the reason behind changing the diet is important enough to it to you, you will continue to see results. But just like with the gym, we don't want to go for six months and then stop and think, okay, we're done now because... Keeping the body healthy is an ongoing situation. And we're lucky nowadays because there's so many alternative foods out there. If you find you have an allergy to to milk, there's all sorts of milk substitutes that can easily work from almond milk to coconut milk to soy milk to rice milk. I mean, there are so many options today that in a way we can work around and not make it as difficult for us as we would have 50 years ago when the idea of a health food store really had barely raised its ugly head or or its beautiful head, I should say. And so we're lucky today. But in any case, I don't think anyone here, I mean, I'm talking to the choir, everyone knows what I'm saying, that that changing the diet and becoming more healthy physically really requires a lifestyle change, not that it can't be difficult. But this is the same way with any energetic work that we do. If we're trying to shift a soul scramble or trying to unscramble a soul scramble or Uh, dissolve our patterns that are making us so unhappy. These patterns are from eons of lifetimes. There is rarely a magic bullet. I just can't stress it enough. Now, once in a while, you can find a a shift. And I think I've told the story about the gal who was at my meetup group and she wanted to work on connecting with herself. I'm not sure, but I think that was her the concept. This was back last year when I was doing individual healings for everyone who came to the meetup group. And they were quick, short healings. And I I did, I saw the symbol because I always see the symbol with the individual like I do here on the show. And, and I saw her as a little girl running around with things falling out of the sky. It looked like bombs to me. So I started talking about it. But, you know, here's this American girl sitting in front of me. I just assumed it was symbolic, but there was she was running away from the unexpected, things coming out of left field, you know, always uh, worried about what's going to hit her next. And I went on and did the healing on what she requested. And it turned out she had been a young girl uh, in the bombings in Iran. And 
she had been afraid of loud noises her entire life. And when she went home after that healing, she had lost that fear. Now, it wasn't directly what I was working on, but she um, she called me a couple of days later and asked for a private session because it was so mind-boggling that her husband just said to her, who are you? You haven't asked me to turn down the music since you came into the house 20 minutes ago or whatever it was. So it, that was a a magic bullet, that healing. But it wasn't what I was actually healing. <laughs> it was healing a deeper issue, I guess. I'm not sure. But And I don't know that it stuck all this time. She may have had some of it reoccur. I uh, did some healing for her a while back when it all happened, but I haven't heard from her lately. I'm hoping it stuck. But most of the time, guys, it is a continual working on getting the layers after layers after layers. Now, um, the good news is when you stop a healthy diet or you stop going to the gym, you pretty much lose the benefits that you had up to that time. That doesn't happen with this work. You do the neutralizing every time you do it, Whatever you've neutralized, that's permanent. That is not going to come back and haunt you. It's not going to recur. So if you stop going to the gym after six months, you're going to start getting losing the tone. You might start weight gain. You might start whatever else because you tend to fall back when you're not keeping up and maintaining that exercise. So, and the same with a healthy lifestyle. If you, after six months, you decided, oh, I've had enough of healthy eating, and you go back chances are the benefits you gained, either the weight loss or the lower blood pressure or feeling more energy and more vitality, whatever, or or bringing in more balance in the blood sugar, whatever it is you're working on, chances are you're going to go back to where you started before. And this is why I love the energetic work. Once you neutralize, it is permanent. Yippee skippy. Now, the other good news about it is You don't have to get all the way and neutralize every single layer of whatever pattern or of all the lifetimes that affect that pattern. You don't have to neutralize all of them before you get a result. You're going to get results just like as you change your diet all along the way, you're going to start to notice different aspects of health coming to you, um, getting better. Some may improve faster than others, but you're going to see shifts all along the way because changing your food by giving up those empty calories or whatever it is you're eating that you maybe you're allergic to, you are going to absolutely start to have, feel better. So it's the same with this work. You don't have to get to the end and, and neutralize every single cause of the pattern you're bringing in. You're going to start to see shifts all along the way, whether or not you realize that they are directly related to the work you did. The Because there are many times where you're going to get a shift in something that you don't recognize because your healing was on X and you get a shift over in pattern number Y or letter Y and you think, oh, it's not related. But in fact, it is related because everything is so entwined. Everything is so complex. So an issue in pattern X could also be an issue in pattern Y, and maybe it's bigger in pattern X, so you don't see the shift there immediately, but you see a shift in pattern Y. I'm not sure if you 
following me here, but I think I'm talking to the choir, so I'm pretty sure you do. Okay, now, the third thing I want to say is that I love the issue because it's related to a larger issue. Now, maybe very few of you out there have even heard of hypohydrosis or have it yourself, but here's the larger issue that we're dealing with today. Don't we all have something about our body that we don't like? That either we're ashamed about or we're sensitive about or embarrassed about. We wish we're different. Don't we all, and if we don't have it now, haven't we had it in, at one time? Whether it's the color of our eyes, the fact that we have curly hair instead of straight, or we have uh, our hips are too big and they, we can never seem to fix, figure that out. Maybe we don't have shapely legs. Maybe we have too much weight. Maybe we're too thin. I mean, whatever it is, we, we've all had issues about our body. So, Ernesto, thank you for bringing this healing request because what I really, of course, I'm going to work on your hypohidrosis, but what I really want to do is make, is to address the larger issue of the body not fully accepting our physical bodies, wherever we are, not fully loving ourselves and caring about ourselves. And, you know, today with the Internet, <clears throat> the celebrity cultures out there, culture out there, the Photoshop, there's so much emphasis on physical perfection. I mean, it's no wonder that we would have physical uh, issues. But it's not just because of the culture. Let's say you love dance. And you go, you go into the dance world and you have bow legs. You just happen to, both your parents have it. It's one of your genetic whatevers. You come in, you have bow legs, uh, bowed legs, or however you say it. And as a result, you have a very difficult time making it in the dance world because bow legs are out of the norm. You know, People like uh, Michael Phelps in swimming, his body shape is so perfect for a swimmer. He has extraordinarily long legs and a long torso, and he fits the swimmer perfectly. But suppose you are someone, and I can't give you a name, who loves swimming and comp competing and making it your life is so fabulous, but for some reason you have a body shape or body style that doesn't really fit with swimming, and I can't even tell you what that might be, but I think you know what I'm saying, okay? You all know what I'm saying. So it's not always about the pressures from the culture. It's not always about the internet and trying to, you know, look perfect. It can come from many, many different sources, and so it's 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 really important that we take a look at this larger issue. Now, I want to remind everybody, as my little intro says, you know, we are not our illness, we are not our finances, we're not our loneliness. We're not how our body looks. We have the pure soul essence. We are as pure and perfect as every other soul. It's our viewpoint and our perspective about ourselves that focuses in and sees and perceives uh, what who we are at the physical level as imperfections, and those those blinders, so to speak, those that tunnel vision, um, 
that tunnel vision is our blinders. And so, but it's not just about removing our perspective and beginning to start to fully accept who we are and where we are, because that's so important. We want to love ourselves exactly where we are, because loving ourselves and accepting ourselves exactly where we are is the first step to helping ourselves move and expand and become even more. So, but I want everybody to understand too that it's more than just accepting the physical body. Life is about finding balance and health in all things, the mind, body, and the soul. There has been times and there are still uh, places out there that have belief systems around the fact that the body isn't important. What's important is the spirit. What's important is being a good person and uh, and or, you know, giving to others, self-sacrifice, all of that kind of thing. And it isn't that that isn't important, but it's out of balance. And as the higher self say, we are spiritually out of touch when we're material out, material out, out materially out of touch. And materially includes the physical body. So it is important that we find health and balance in all areas of our life, the mind, the soul, and the body. So I'm not advocating, um, I'm advocating for sure to accept ourselves, accept the body, and, and the healing is going to help us all do that, love ourselves, because we aren't defined by the body. That's not who we are. We aren't a, you know, a fat person or we aren't a uh, skinny person or we aren't the person that's the pear-shaped and we aren't the person who has, you know, was born with a missing limb. We aren't our disabilities. We aren't any of those. We aren't that. We are our pure soul essence, guys. Now, I know it's hard to get to that point and it's just a concept at this Point. I'm sure for most of us, it's just a concept, but I'm encouraging you all to, to take it in, at least at the intellectual level, and we're just going to move as, as we can, step by step, toward knowing that that concept is so, okay? Now, if we're out of balance physically, we have high blood pressure, we have diabetes, we have some illness or some disease, or we are ashamed of our bodies in some way, um, we tend to focus much more on the body and then we aren't in balance because we're not focusing on other things. We're not focusing on developing our gifts and talents. We're not focusing on, uh, you know, um, financial security. We're not focusing on helping others. We're not focusing on anything excuse me, else that might be important to us that would bring the balance into play, so to speak, in our lives. So, we we want the physical body to become as healthy as we can and to but we but there's steps to get there we have to begin where we are and if we're ashamed or upset or want to hide or we're embarrassed or sensitive to something that we're carrying and you know honest to gosh Ernesto didn't mention any of that but he's requesting a healing so it's it's not something he, he wants for whatever the reason is. Um, but in any case, I'm just talking to the the bigger picture. 
where we want to begin where we are. We want to begin by loving and caring and accepting our physical bodies for wherever and whatever they are, understanding it, it, that they don't, it doesn't define us. If we're, you know, um, I just, you know, there's so many examples I can't even come up with one. Uh, we're born without the limb, say, or we lose a limb or we become paralyzed or anything that happens with the physical body, it doesn't define us. And we see so much now, thanks to the Internet, we see these incredibly inspiring stories of people who don't allow the disability, whatever it might be, to limit them. And they turn their lives around and become so much more than that limitation. And that's that's so inspiring. And that's what I'm trying to get to, is that no matter what we have in the physical body, whether it's some skin condition, maybe we have psoriasis or some some other kind of skin condition that or maybe we have a big birthmark on our face. It 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 is not who we are. It doesn't define us. We've had to we live with it, we're unhappy with it. I want to help work on the this issue for everyone. And I'm not sure exactly how the higher selves are going to do it. We want to begin where we are and start to feel good about ourselves where we are. Now, the good news is that as we are working on neutralizing whatever we feel about the physical body, whatever the causes are that brought that pattern in in the first place, we are going to start to feel better and be more accepting about who we are and that is such a great thing but we can also in fact change the physical body now that may take a longer effort it may take more layers it may take more determination and more commitment we're not there's some things most likely we could not change we're not going to grow another limb if we've lost a limb so I'm not trying to say that, but as I've talked about over the show over the years, I've shifted many things in my physical body. And I give the example, I think, more than once of my eyes. Every year or two, I go in for an eye appointment. My glasses just kept getting stronger and stronger. <clears throat> and at some point, and I don't remember the exact timing of everything, uh, the higher self told me to work on, to, to use the divine energy, divine vision. I didn't understand why, but I thought, great, this is going to help me get the higher self information better. I'm going to be more sensitive, more intuitive, more psychic, more this, more that. So I jumped right into divine vision and did it, you know, called in and activated divine vision all the time, like at least once or twice or three times a day whenever I thought of it. And it went on for months. I mean, it went on for a long time. I, I really don't remember the timing anymore because this is a while ago. And at one point, I'm thinking to myself, oh, I've got to go back to the eye doctor because my glasses just aren't working anymore. They aren't doing it for me. And so off I went. And she, I had a female obstetrician or not obstetrician. What is it? ophthalmologist, <laughs> obstetrician, wrong kind of doctor, um, ophthalmologist, and she kept saying the whole time she was testing the eyes, oh, yes, you definitely need new glasses, oh, yes, you definitely need new glasses. And what happened was, 
the end, she said, yeah, you need new glasses because your left eye is 50% better and your right eye is 40% better. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. She said, yeah, your glasses are too strong now. That's why they aren't working. So that was a completely unexpected change. But trust me, uh, <laughs> very welcome. And my eyes are pretty stable now. Um, my, my prescription since that time has rarely ever changed. It's just m- minuscule. Um, and, it, and it's not always worse or better. It just seems sort of to hover around here or there. And I think it's mostly the test. You know how they tell you, is this clearer or that clearer? You know, and I really have a hard time on some of those. So I think it's more that that changes is my ability to figure out which is better. But in any case, my eyes are stable. And... I've never looked back, and I share it with you all because that was an unexpected one. I'm going to tell you another way that I changed my life, and you've heard me say this too, and that's arthritis. It's uh, an inherited genetic predisposition that I got from my family. We all have it, or um, I should say had it, because I, at, at age, I can't remember if I was in my 30s or 40s, I started to get it in my hands, but I didn't know what it was. And at one point, I asked my mom and I said, my hands are hurting a lot these days. What's that all about? She held up her hands and they're gnarled and all sorts of, you know, big, huge knuckles and disfigurement. And she said, she holds them up. She goes, arthritis. Hello. (laughs) Well, I started to work on that too. And, um, First, I discovered glucosamine chondroitin, and because these things happen door after door, and uh, you know, step after step, and that was amazing. It it hadn't come out to the public yet. It was still very new, and my chiropractor had discovered it from I think from England. Uh, it was originally used for animals, you know, some dog breeds that have bad hips and things like that. In any case, it turns out. I didn't even know it was supposed to be for arthritis. My chiropractor gave it to me for my neck without telling me what it was supposed to be for. And I realized that several years later when I read an article about it, I went, oh, my gosh, this is for arthritis. No wonder. Uh, you know, and I just literally kept, but then I went on to work on the joints and the causes and all of that. And now uh, I really have every once in a blue moon, like once every year or two, I'll feel a twinge, and then I think, up, oh, and I might take some glucosamine chondroitin, and I'll go in and I'll work some more on healing the joint. And so my hands haven't gotten any worse. Um, I do have a couple of little bumpy things, but just very minor, nothing like my mom's from back when I did, you know, was showing the symptoms. So that's, that's another one. And I've also... Um, Want, and this may be too much information, guys, but I think this is really important to share with you because I want to give you the idea that you have, with these techniques, the ability to heal a lot of what you, what may be bothering you. I also, I told you on the show, had a lot of stomach issues. I was born with a congenital deformity and have had two major surgeries about it. And have had many different, many different uh, problems manifest. And one of the major problems I had after the second surgery was chronic constipation. And the second surgery was, that was one of the byproducts. 
so it fixed one thing that I had, but <laughs> the byproduct was this chronic constipation. There was, you know, nothing you could do about it. It's just that's the way you, what you were going to have now. So I accepted that and lived with it, and it was pretty miserable, and I had it for years and years. And I happened to have a friend back then who, for for very different reason, also had chronic constipation, and we used to commiserate about it. And at one point, I'm complaining about it to her, and she, she says, Janet, you have all the techniques to change this. What are you doing complaining about it? This was about, I don't know, 20 years ago, maybe 25 years ago, and I still hadn't figured out that if the doctor says this is a done deal, you have to have it, that you can actually change it. So it was a long time ago. Remember, when when Joan heard the information, Joan Culpepper, we all, it was brand new for her. Nobody had any experience. So I I went, then and what did I do I jumped right in and worked on it and within six months and it took a time now we're talking a long time ago where the frequency of energy on the planet was much more dense than it is now people are moving through things quicker but still six months I wasn't that upset about it to tell you the truth I thought wow in six months I'm at least 50 percent through in nine months, it was up to 75, 80%. And by a year, I really had no more um, problem. Once in a blue moon, if I traveled, maybe. But for like 15 years, I cured myself of this byproduct of the surgery that I was told was inevitable. So I'm sharing this with you, even though it's a little bit too much information in some ways, I'm sharing it with you because I want you to know there are definitely things you can shift. I'm not saying that you stop medical treatments in any way, shape, or form. That is not a part of it. In addition, I mean, I, of course, go to the eye doctor, get my eyes checked. Um, I have the internal, you know, the colonoscopies every three to five years or whatever it is that, that, that that's recommended. Or if I have a symptoms of something, I will go in. I don't ignore regular medical treatment or using alternatives. I use alternative treatments a lot for, for things um, or whenever it comes up. So it's in addition, let's do this energetic work. I just keep encouraging you to make it a lifestyle. And I'm pretty much on that horse quite a bit. And I probably should get to the healing so that <laughs> you can work on whatever body issue or issues you may have that you're not comfortable with. Some of them, if you're blind, for example, you may not be able to get your sight back, but you may move into a state of comfort with it. If you are, um, you know, you've lost a limb, you may not be able to get that back. But if you have phantom limb pain, for example, you may be able to resolve that. It, it's, I don't know and I can't say everything that it's going to help with, but in the least, at least it's going to help with your perception and your viewpoint and your feelings about yourself and whatever that issue is. And there are a lot of things that you are going to be able to actually not only shift the viewpoint and the perception and start to accept yourself 
and love yourself for whoever you are, no matter how your body is is manifesting. But you're you also may be able to. I don't know where I was in that sentence, but you're at least going to be able to feel more comfortable with who you are physically. And once and along the way, any shifts or changes to the body that may uh, may be possible in whatever case it is, you're going to also experience that. So let's give it a go, guys. We're working on the physical body in a different kind of way here. Something about not accepting who we are physically for whatever reason. Now, many of you out there probably have come to some some deep acceptance of the body, whatever it may be. However, we've had eons of lifetimes, right, where we've had problems, issues, physical issues, where we never got to that place. So deep down at that soul level where we carry every belief system, every thought, every emotional response, every self-identity, deep down, we have that issue anyway. Even if you've really been successful and have moved past feeling uncomfortable or unhappy with whatever the physical issue is that you have. So I really encourage everyone to work on this because remember, if it's in there, it is still actively working to be drawing in things to our life pattern. So you may become comfortable with the fact that you have psoriasis, for example, and you you absolutely, you found workarounds, you've dealt with it, your loved ones, nobody even notices it anymore and you're totally comfortable with it. But if you still have the body issues from the past, they may not be in your conscious mind, but they've been from the eons of lifetimes, you might bring in something else. Okay? So we don't want that. This is a preventative thing. For those of you who feel absolutely comfortable with where you are physically, think of this as a preventative measure. So you won't, without wanting to, just manifest something physically that you you would be unhappy with. So for those of you who do not have any of these issues, think of it as a preventative measure. Trust me, prevention is, what is that saying? One ounce of prevention is worth two pounds of cure, something like that. So so anyway, now we're going to start. We're going to work on uh, this issue. I'm not sure how the higher self are going to set this up. As you remember, and also I mentioned it last week, they added that second rim. I don't know if they're going to do it again this week. Let's see what happens. Okay, guys? All right. So everybody get comfortable. Just going to have a little bit of water. Ernesto's coming in. He's like chomping up the bed. I can see him and feel him here already. (laughs) He's uh, very focused, you know, on helping himself, and I'm sure the people listening to the radio show are also focused. And I do also want to say, if there are times in your life where you lose that focus for a week, a month, six months, you know, that's okay. Life is has its ups and downs, its feasts and famines, it has its difficulties, and there's always going to be times in our life where things fall by the wayside. But just like if you're on a diet and you go off the diet at some point and instead of feeling bad about it and throwing in the towel and saying, okay, I'm not going to diet, just get back on. Just get started again. And 
knowing that everything you have done is permanent. So you're not starting 10 steps back. You're starting right where you left off. Okay? So, all right. So everybody, I want you to be comfortable. I, I Oh, my goodness. I can feel the energy. Uh, again, I'm using the, the rim of the wheel, like that symbolic wagon wheel. All of us are standing around the rim. I see a very, very uh, big contingent here, past, present, and future listeners. And the... <clears throat> Ernesto is already on the hub. It's like he's chomping at the bit. He's really, there is definitely anxiety about this hyperhidrosis. Is it hyperhidrosis? Oh my gosh, I hope I said it right. Um, better check my notes. Yeah, I got it right. Hyperhidrosis. There, there is definitely anxiety about it, and it, um, and I can already see it, and it, it affects him in the intimate kind of way, you know, when you're being intimate with someone. And I don't mean to be um, too personal, but this is a personal issue. These kind of body issues are very personal feeling, and they affect us with other people. So. I'm glad that that's coming up and I'm glad that I can put it out there so that you all can um, work on these issues as well. All right. So, but before that, we we want to move in. Okay. The now moment has already been set up. There's enough here, enough people already who are focusing right now, listening to my voice, <clears throat> that the, the now moment has been set up. The higher selves are also uh, in helping with the bringing it into the forever now moment and encompassing the totality of all of the soul process of each and every one of us. And I know many of you probably didn't listen to the end of last week's show, but some very interesting information did come up regarding uh, the fifth dimensional uh, nature of some souls. And it was a short part after the healing. I was kind of in shock, but the higher self came in and asked me to talk about it. And I'm encouraging you all, if you did listen to last week's show, that you go back and you keep listening because it does sound like I'm signing off and then this information comes out. Um, and it was kind of a surprise, but the higher self uh, nudged me forward, you know, saying it's it's time. So, but what's happening now with the forever now moment is that the forever now moment, when it encompasses the totality of the soul process, it also encompasses the totality of the fifth dimensional nature for the the souls that are present. And it is, um, I don't want to repeat all that information right now because that's not the point of today's show. Uh, next week, I also have a healing request, so it might be the, healing, the the week after that where I'll give you some more information about the fifth dimensional nature of uh, some souls. And so it's different, perhaps, than a lot of what you hear out there about these various dimensions. The higher self define it very specifically. It is in the um, the end of my book. I have a um, appendix on it in the book it is not a topic of the book because the topic of the book has is is really unrelated. It's about our human journey. But I, if you do, if you are interested in getting the book, you will find there is some information 
fairly brief in that section, and I will get to it on one of the shows now that they've introduced it to me. But the forever now moment to get back to today's healing is encompassing the totality of the soul process, including the fifth dimensional aspects, the fifth dimensional nature uh, of the soul's present, okay? Uh, Some of those terms I'm not going to explain here, but I will in time. In any case, the... um, Forever Now moment is huge. We have a lot of people present. And I want you to not only think about working on yourselves, but also I want you to call in anyone else you know that may have an issue, physical issue that has been a source of shame or frustration or upset or uh, wanting to hide or that kind of thing. And I have seen a few people come in that I know who have that issue, uh, and I'm very happy to see uh, see them come in. So feel free to add anybody on the... There is an outer rim. Um, it has returned, but I don't see whole populations like I had seen, but I do feel that there are uh, others on that outer rim, um, not quite as many as I saw, gosh, last week it was intense, but there are others that have it. Maybe some cultures do accept the differences in the physical body better, or maybe they're just so difficult that the cultures are so uh, subsistence, you know, level or so focused on other lacks that the physical body is just doesn't even get time of the day. So maybe if you're, you know, in a culture where you're greatly oppressed and repressed, that's the big issue and the physical body doesn't even come up for you. So maybe that's, you know, because it's that issue, the first issue that is, that we get, and that came up huge last, last week, that is the one that is, really uh, important for those souls in this lifetime is to work through that pattern. So in any case, there is the outer rim, and and I'm I'm sort of glad that we have this coming up again because it's a technique we can use each week. Um, All right. Now I want to activate the Rainbow Bridge Energy. As everyone knows, it helps us all create the... um, the spokes to the hub, I want us to activate the pure soul essence. That is that very powerful symbolic sunlight we all carry within. And we're filling this forever now moment with this pure soul essence. It is very, very beautiful and very brilliant. We are calling in the conglomerate higher selves. That energy that just came in was enormous, enormous, enormous. And we also want to amalgamate with, merge with, become one with the originating source of all there is. And the higher self do um, show me each time that they're moving us into that, the symbolic womb of originating source where that creative life force energy exists, which helps with the giving birth to us at the higher level. It's like the phoenix, we dissolve the old and we give birth to the new. So I'm working on the mostly on the old and this creative life force energy is working on giving birth to each and every one of us into a newer, higher, uh, healthier, more balanced level. And it is a stepping stone process. So it doesn't, um, you know, we're not going to go from the bottom to the top without moving through various 
you know, uh, processes and steps going up. But with this creative life force energy, it allows us to take as the bigger steps. It allows us to take as big a steps as we agree to at the soul level. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Ernesto is right at the center. He's, I'm feeling this, he's chomping at the bit. He so much doesn't like this pattern. He um, does does want to get rid of it. And I do, as I said, get the sense that it is part of the, uh, it affects him in the intimate level. And, you know, who wants that? And a lot of the physical things would be involved in having an effect in intimacy uh, with partners. Um, so it is, this is a very important issue. So I want to just have everybody begin and I'm going to begin with Ernesto to have him, and he's already starting to release that fear that somehow he's not either appealing physically or he's not going to be a good physical partner in the intimate situation, that, that a lot of that is the insecurities, the feeling less than, feeling incompetent, feeling uh, un, unappealing, just feeling discomfort, just a ton of discomfort and worrying about, there's a lot of worry here. Will the the issue that he particularly has, but of course it can be any issue, will that get in the way? Will that be uh, upsetting for the partner? Will it be something that takes away from the experience? And it's really, we we're this worry is uh, it, it can be debilitating. So I really want that worry to be let go. And I'm seeing that worry just pouring out. It's as if he's, it's as if he's said, at least at the soul level, I don't know what he'll think when he hears the healing, but it's, it's as if he's saying, boy, you hit the nail on the head. He's, there is all of this worry and anxiety that he's not going to be the partner that he wants to be. The desire to be a good partner, to to have a deep, intimate experience, he feels that this issue is going to get in the way of that. That somehow, because he's not fully relaxed, he's not fully comfortable, he's so worried about what the partner is going to think about him, that... Now, again, this may not be conscious, but I can feel it really intensely. He wants to let that go because it is a barrier. It is a barrier. We want to let go of all of that discomfort, all that worry, all that fear, and all the feeling of inadequacy. I mean, that's where it comes down to. I mean, if we aren't comfortable in the partner situation, if we aren't comfortable with the intimate situation, we are, in a way, creating barriers. It's difficult for the partner because if we are uncomfortable with the situation, maybe, and I don't know for sure how much Ernesto specifically talks about it, but there's this tendency to hold back. There's a tendency to hide. There's a tendency to repress expression, the repression of expression, I like to say. So that creates barriers between you and a partner. So I want the all of that repression of expression, that, that, that need to hold back. It's scary to be vulnerable. When you bring it up, when you have a discussion about something out in the open, whether it's psoriasis or uh, extra weight or 
um, you know, feeling uncomfortable about maybe, you know, you're a woman and your breast size is tiny. You barely have any breasts and this is feeling so uncomfortable for you. Whatever it is, when we don't express and we hold it in, it creates these barriers in, in the intimacy. And, you know, we want to hide. We want to turn off the light. We want to stay under the covers. We want to do whatever it is in that intimate situation. And we're not relaxed. We're, we're not. And what happens to the enjoyment level? Well, it doesn't and it couldn't reach the higher levels because of that. The lack of self-acceptance is a big barrier here. So if we feel completely comfortable with how big or small our breasts are or our psoriasis or maybe we have an un, unattractive partial limb that we're, we feel awkward about with a partner, uh, we we absolutely um, want to release that discomfort. We want to release the lack of self-acceptance. When we accept it, it doesn't stand in the way because, in fact, the partner most likely has something he or she isn't feeling good about, number one, gives he or she permission to be open about what he or she is not comfortable with, but also it allows when we feel self-acceptance and self-love and um, we've let go of the, the need to hide, uh, we are in that vulnerable space and with the open heart and that's able to connect with the other person in a way that is deeper and more rewarding and more joyful and more intimate in every, in, in every way. So let's release, guys, all that lack of self-acceptance, the finding fault, the feeling less than, the, the absolute, um, the self-judgments, the self-criticisms, the, self, the assumptions that we make that we aren't attractive because of X, Y, or Z, whatever we have. The whole judgment and belief system that it's not attractive. Now, we all know that one person's trash is another person's treasure. And in fact, there are people who will find it very attractive. And you know what's really attractive? And again, I'm talking to the choir, is when you love yourself, that's attractive in itself. So even if the partner hasn't always been drawn to, say, small-breasted women, the partner will, if, if you love who you are and you are absolutely open and vulnerable and right there physically, the part, it's a turn-on for other people, right? Am I, I know you all agree. So I'm wanting everybody to really let go, and I'm seeing Ernesto. Huh, okay. I'm focusing, I need to focus on Ernesto, but he's starting to really release a lot. There's an awful lot of self, putting himself down and um, really um, moving into a sense of despair about it. There's a lot of agony and despair, and this is old. There's a lot of stuff coming from from before, from other lifetimes, where you felt, um, Ernesto, you felt less than physically. There have been times where you were, um, I see you as being quite short and you were not able to be um, the combatant, the soldier, 
the warrior that you had in your heart. You have this warrior side to you in the purest sense, not someone who just wants to kill and maim, but someone who wants to help, the knight in shining armor kind of thing. But you had some stature issues, in fact, in earlier lifetimes, and there was lack of self-excuse me, self-acceptance in those lifetimes that created a great deal of frustration and a great deal of feeling inadequate, um, not able to follow your dream. And in those lifetimes, um, you got stuck in, at least in, in more than one, maybe not all of them, but you got stuck in the despair of it. And you had a difficult time shifting to finding another way of life that meant something to you. You found other things to do. I see you moving into being a farmer. Uh, you know, it's a big jump from being wanting to be a warrior or a soldier or a knight type person into being someone who's a farmer of some sort or uh, that kind of thing, someone living in the rural. And there was a great despair and despondency about it. There was a great feeling of frustration. You, that, that life or this particular type of life, there were, there was, you had to make peace with it in some ways because you couldn't be the warrior because of your statue. But you didn't, you weren't able to shift the viewpoint to see the benefit or, you know, the, um, that there were joys and, things that you got from that life. You were unable, you were very much stuck into that those, that tunnel vision of you're lacking. So I really want all of that idea that you're lacking in some way. Uh, now, in some of those lives, there were few, fewer choices than today. We have huge amounts of choices. It wouldn't be so much of an issue today, although the people who, you know, the football players that injure themselves and can't play football anymore might have issue with what I'm saying because that might be their whole life. There are situations, especially with the athletes, where if you try your whole life to, I mean, I had a cousin who was an incredible skier and he was on track to becoming a Olympian. Um, and he, I can't remember if it was at the Olympic trials, or just before, or just after the Olympic trials, but he ended up, he broke his back in a sledding incident and was able to go forward with that. Now, he did very much make a shift, but for a while there, it was so devastating because, of course, as you could imagine, being in the Olympics was huge, was a huge focus for him. It was a life focus and a lifetime desire, and he was about to reach that um that dream and it got crushed. So in any case, I see for you, Ernesto, and I want you to release all of that despair and the frustration of not being able to do or follow your life's dream. Now, okay, let me just sit here. There's a lot of heartache there's a lot of heartache, and the as I said, because in some of those lifetimes, there were much fewer choices. I mean, maybe you could be a farmer, you could be maybe a store owner, you could be a cowboy or, you know, something like that. 
I'm not really sure. You could be a city councilman or a village elder or something, depending on what it was. But there were many fewer choices uh, in those older times, the past times. So um, the frustration and the the inability to find something else that spoke to you and had joy was much more understandable. But we want to get, we want you to release as much of that dis, just despair about the fact that you couldn't be and do what you really wanted to do and be. Um, you, the crushing of the dream, okay? That's coming in big time, that your dream was crushed. Now, even though having the dream of being a warrior or a, a knight kind of person may not seem to us today as much of a dream. Uh, whatever the dream was back then, it was very um, it was very real. And as I said, there were limited dreams, in quotes, because there was more limited society. But, but you need to release that limited dream and all the um, despair and the unhappiness. Okay. And I see a lot of it actually coming off the spine and coming out of the front of the torso. I don't know why it's not going off the back, but I see it coming out of the front of the torso. Um, and I want to have that release, continue to release as much as possible. And I want to call in that divine flush, whatever that so-called cocktail of energy would be to help flush out that pattern, that despair, the loss of the dreams, and the feeling of being inadequate, feeling of being less than, all of that self-judgment. Uh, this is way beyond the, the intimate situation. We started there, but this is a bigger issue here. It is a bigger issue. Uh, okay, okay. And now what's coming in is the social aspects of the of the physical body, okay? So, for example, if you have this uh, hyperhidrosis issue, which you, which Ernesto does have, it might be awkward to shake someone's hand. There's a shyness or a um, a tendency to, in social situations, to feel awkward. So the, the that whole thing I, I see definitely coming into play the social awkwardness. If you if someone has a birthmark, as I said, uh, it it could be extremely awkward. It could be ripe for bullying, ripe for attack from other people, people laughing at you, uh, feeling. Um, there's so much shame involved, and I want all of that to be released, not only from from Ernesto, but there is a social issue here for Ernesto as well. The, um, the hyperhidrosis in this life would be part of it. It may be smaller in nature, but okay. I do see in this these farmer-type lifetimes, that was a way to hide because there were options uh, for things to do in town. Like I mentioned before, you could be someone who was in a shop owner or a stable, work in a stable, you know, being a squire to a knight or something like that. But the social issue of your height in those times, it meant it was your lack in your head, your perceived lack, the, the lack of height was... Uh, visible to all these people in the society and it, you were unable to hide that 
lack. You weren't able to hide because there were people seeing could there could have been people seeing you. That was one of the reasons you chose to move out into a rural area and do you know, farming and of course it's not the farming to, that we have today, more the the um you know, just living in a rural area and having a few animals and and your you know, growing plants and whatever and, and, and having some small amount of industry, whatever it would have been. But in any case, there was a hiding factor. There was this social factor that people would see you. I see little kids making fun of you. Ha, 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 ha. We're taller than you are. Okay? We're taller than you are making fun of you, and you're a grown man, but you're so short that even the kids in the town, and you know, bullies are across the board, all ages, all societies, all cultures, and you were bullied, you know, and going into town was never a, I see you going into town from time to time, there's certain supplies or whatever you needed, you need to do some trading or whatever with others to get what you needed um, where you live, but there was this definite isolation factor, the fear of what was going to happen, who was going to bring it up, who was going to attack you, who was going to make fun of you. And so I want all of that shame and that discomfort to be released. I want you to, as much as you can, and again, I'm going to call in that divine flush. I see a lot of beautiful energy coming up through the feet. This is the energy of divine love, proper self-love, proper self-acceptance, proper self-forgiveness. Um, I also want to call in, activate and call in the clarity of vision and expanded perception because we want to have the blinders, so to speak, dissolved and taken off the blinders that you carry for real reason. These were real experiences that you had. Very, very real, Ernesto. So you're carrying them at the unremembered remembrance level. You don't remember them, but they're in there. They've affected you, and you still carry the, that despair, those those feelings of shame. And so I want you to release all of that with the understanding that as much as you can release of that, uh, the more comfortable you're going to feel with who you are. I want to call in divine forgiveness, divine acceptance, Um the divine forgiveness is important because underneath there's some sense of self-blame that somehow you did something wrong. Somehow you were at fault. Somehow you fell short. And so there's a whole layers here of self-blame. And I want everybody, including Ernesto, to release the self-blame. Okay. Now, in fact, what I'm seeing to the symbol of Ernesto standing on that hub is that I do see him growing taller. The belief systems, the um, put limits on ourselves and you tried to tackle this pattern and you had really difficult time and um, you were unable to bring it into a state of balance and I do feel like you'll be able to bring it into a state of balance now. Now it might have manifested as height in one or more lives but it is it can be manifest in many different ways. So the this is a pattern that you really want to heal 
uh, I am seeing it coming out of the spine. You felt like it was something related to your nervous system. And in this way, it makes kind of sense to me. I haven't done the research you have. I don't know much about hyperhidrosis, but um, perhaps that's why I'm seeing so much of it coming out of the spine. Um, I want to call in whatever divine light, divine healing, divine health, divine balance, divine... Um, I'm feeling uh, inflammation around the, the nerves in the spine. And I want to call in an anti-inflammatory. Whatever the divine energy is, it's an anti-inflammatory. And I want to call in divine plasma. Divine plasma is a beautiful, powerful energy that becomes always in the highest ideal with, with whatever it is needed for. And it it's like stem cell energy in that it becomes whatever you uh, need it for. And I, for some reason, feel like we need divine plasma to, I want to say, coat the, nerve, the nerves. I don't know. I've heard of something called myelin sheaths. Something around the nerves need to be needs to be. It's there's a there's some inflammation there. So I I have no idea what I'm talking about scientifically, but I feel like this divine plasma is going to come in and really going to help coat each and every nerve and really help the inflammatory process because something is out of balance here. There is something out of balance. Something is triggering off the the excessive sweating um so so anyway i'm seeing it actually sort of symbolically move along all of the nerves down the spine and out into the entire nervous system and i want to just keep intensifying all of that asking the higher self to please direct it wherever it needs to go my scientific knowledge is limited and i don't want to limit ernesto based on my limited knowledge so the higher self please uh, when i do i feel it moving into the all the way to the base of the spine down the legs i feel it going down the arms um it's and that's important because i think he said it was something in the hands and the feet so I do see it moving all the way to the feet and the hands, which is good. Uh, of course, it bypasses the armpit, so it will help with that. And right now, I'm seeing Ernesto as being completely exhausted. It's as if all that he's been doing is just wrung him out like a sponge, you know, and he's I, I feel like he's sweating, and I want you to just sweat it out. Just allow, because this has been a big effort. I want you to allow the sweat to just come out and hit the light. And the sweat, symbolically, is going to represent all of the causes, known and unknown, direct and indirect, that have brought you to this place. So every time you see sweat dripping off the face, dripping off your arms and legs and hands and feet, and wherever it's dripping off from, I want you to just see the sweat dripping into the light. And symbolically, you are releasing the causes of this sweat, known and unknown. Now, some of the causes we've already worked on, but of course, in a short radio show, we don't 
have time to get to every single thing. But um, there are other issues with the spine, too. That's so interesting. There's something with the spine. I want to call in divine spine and divine release. What I saw was almost like the spine was bound and almost like like it had an iron rod in it. It was just very straight and very uh, um, um, unbending. And when I called in Divine Spine and whatever else was coming in to help, I, I started to see pieces of the spine that were holding it rigid fly out. So whatever that was, I'm glad I saw it. So we're just calling in whatever the energy is that's going to allow that rigidity of the spine to to dissipate, to be dissolved. The spine needs to be flexible and um I think symbolically the spine is, you know, our backbone. It's symbolically a foundation of the body. So we want the spine to lose the rigidity and become and be as flexible as possible. And so I want everybody, it's happening with uh, with Ernesto, I want everyone to, to release whatever is holding the spine rigid, symbolically or actually. So we want to release all of those kind of rigid patterns. Okay, well, a lot of them feel like self-identities that we take on, um, you know, that we are our body. We are too short. We are our skin condition. We are small-breasted. We are um, imbalanced in, in whatever way in the body. We, we are the skin condition. And so it's kind of that self-identity in part is what's being released. I want everyone to release the self-identities. If someone asks about you, oh, well, you know, um, I grew up, and immediately we go into the story, I grew up with a a birthmark on my face and was bullied. That's kind of a self-identity that I've uh, taken on, uh, a victim pattern. And so what we want to do is we want to release those kind of self-identities. Well, I was born without a limb. So I'm the armless one or I'm the whatever. Uh, so we want to release the self-identities that we take on uh, related to whatever the physical issue that we have. Um, I can never go sit in the sun because I have psoriasis or I think psoriasis is better in the sun. So forget that. Some other thing. I can't. I, I, I'm allergic to sunlight. I mean, there are actual people that are allergic to sunlight. It's very rare. But whatever it is, that's probably too extreme an example. But in any case, I want everyone to release whatever self-identities. Well, I've been heavy my whole life. I'm, you know, my parents are heavy. It's genetic. And that's just who I am. So that's a self-identity. And the it may seem like that kind of self-identity means that we accept ourselves, but on some inner level, often we really don't love ourselves. We accept it, but we accept it with frustration or anger or shame or 
whatever else that might come along with it. So I want everyone to release those self-identities, and I'm seeing more of them ping out. <laughs> Ernesto, this is really great, and it's a lot from the mid-back down. That's for Ernesto where I'm seeing most of these things ping out. I don't know why I use the word ping, but it's like they're going ping, ping, ping. They're just flying out. And what's being, what's left is almost a raw area. So I want to immediately call in divine healing, divine um, uh, calming or, you know, whatever is going to soothe that those areas and I want again more of that divine plasma and divine health divine flexibility okay well this is so interesting because I feel like these things were part of that that life and again it's not clear if it was only one major life that was so terrible or a number of lives that were like it but these were taken on in that life. And I feel like it, in a way, hampered your growth. It it kept the spine rigid as you went through various lifetimes. And you probably would have uh, experienced other kind of issues related to either height and or other things related to the backbone. And... Um, Wow, so this is really good. You really did great here. This was a very significant situation with you, very significant. And even though your spine probably isn't rigid, I know you're an athlete, so um, you must be, uh, you're, you're operating really well physically in this life. So it isn't directly correlated, but there is something here that I'm glad that you got rid of. It was not something that was obvious, but it was some kind of limiter here that we that you just let go of. Bing, 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 bing. Or ping, 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 ping. <laughs> anyway, it feels really good. And I want to just, I'm just going to check around. All right, I'm immediately getting, especially from the outer rim, because they aren't listening consciously. There is a lot of crying going on, a lot of sobbing, a lot of upset, because they they they're feeling like they 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 aren't doing a good job, or they're falling short, they're not able to keep up. It's so interesting that they're seeing the the row or the the, the rim of the listeners, and there's a lot of actively very good work going on because the listeners have consciousness even if it's not at this moment there is a connection to the information and a connection and an understanding and a context those on the outer rim are very different and they're crying i see crying it's as if they're it's like a call for help and so i do need to just address those those people and I'm asking the higher self to please help with this and they're of course right on task and I want to um, I want to call in whatever divine energies is needed and necessary for each individual to start to flush out all the despair all the confusion because there's so much confusion they just don't understand this is almost like you know walking into a movie theater and there's a there's a movie in 
I don't know, Japanese or uh, Greek or something, and, and you don't speak that language, and so it's just complete gibberish. It seems important. The movie looks really important, but you just can't get on on the you can't get on the bandwagon because you're so confused. So that's what I'm feeling here, and I want all of these people to just start to release their confusion, their anguish. There's just so much anguish here. If any others of you, and you too, Ernesto, feels anguish on any level, that is a very powerful word. We've all felt anguish at one time or another. I want all that anguish to be released. And I do feel a lot in the back of these people, uh, the middle of the back. I feel anguish there, and I don't know why is is. Is anguish something that is often in the middle back? I don't know, but I am feeling it very strongly coming from the middle back. Um, and it's spewing out from the back, not, not toward the front. So I'm seeing the anguish spewing out for these people, and I'm encouraging everyone to also release any and all anguish. Wow. You know, this reminds me of that wonderful group, Smile Train, that moves into countries all over the world and fixes the cleft palates of these children that are so shamed and hidden and have no life for the most part until a year or 10 years or even 25 years goes by and then people get the help to repair and have a normal mouth, it reminds me of that. This is, oh my gosh, this is what this kind of anguish is, that the anguish of having to hide. I, I never thought of the cleft palate before because here in this country, it's it's taken care of young. You know, you don't see people with a cleft, you know, the lip split and all of that. You don't see it here in this country, so it didn't come to mind, but I love that that company and uh, that organization. And when I can, I do even donate to that because it's so life-changing, such a simple thing that they do that's life-changing. And that's the kind of anguish before they get the surgery. It is the anguish of the physical deformity. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Wow. You know, here in this country, when we have something physical, there are so many workarounds. If you have a birthmark, there's beautiful makeup that you can cover it with and nobody will even know. You know, there's things that you can use, whether it's natural or not natural, or it's done by prescription for hyperhidrosis. There are things you can do for, you know, rashes on the body or you have growths on your body, you can have them removed. But in many, many countries all around, we have these people with physical deformities that have no access to this kind of help. And that's what I'm experiencing on this outer rim. The people like those people with the, the cleft palates and the cleft lips. Um, but it's not just those people, but it's that kind of anguish, just the anguish of not having any kind of life, being hidden away by the family, not being able to have any kind of joy or uh, work, be out in society. Oh, my gosh. I'll tell you who else is on here, and that's the um, 
the the twins that don't separate properly. There's some of those on here too. So many can be separated, but there are always ones that cannot. The um, Siamese twins. Anyway, whatever the proper term is, I'm not sure. But in, again, in the in the in the more developed worlds, we tend to separate, and if we you know, there are fewer, but in the undeveloped world, there are those kind of people who live with it. And depending on the family, some families can really accept those kids and don't make them feel funny. But in some cultures, some families, they would be seen as something from the devil, perhaps, or something to be hidden away. So there's all sorts of really difficult physical issues that I didn't even touch on being from this culture. My heart goes out to each and every one of them. There's so much anguish here. I want to call in divine love, divine acceptance, divine forgiveness, and divine hope. And the hope for all of us, and I'm calling it in for all of us, including Ernesto, is the the hope is to move into the proper self-love, the proper self-acceptance of the totality of who they are, including the physical. And the other hope is that if there is some uh, physical issue, like a cleft palate, that if there is some uh, fix, there is some uh, possibility of getting help with it, that the hope is that that help will manifest itself in the life pattern of, of the individual. And so that's here for all of you. And now we're calling in divine faith. Remember, divine faith is the energy that helps manifest all that is hoped for. And I see this divine faith just moving in through and around the totality of all of you to begin to bring in the manifestation of the help, the fix. Uh, it may not be a perfect or total fix, but if you're missing a limb, for example, maybe you get, if you're in a third world country, maybe you get a... Um, a prosthesis, or maybe you get just even a, a a crutch that doesn't hurt or doesn't um, whatever. Um, maybe you get a wheelchair. Maybe you get something that en enhances the life pattern, even if it doesn't fix it totally. So that's what we, we're doing, is we're calling in this divine faith to bring in all that's hopeful. We want to see um, steps forward for each and every individual that has been part of this healing and, okay, the higher selves have zipped around, I mean, the cocoon around everyone. Um, I want to just check in on Ernesto. And as I said, I feel like you've gotten taller, Ernesto, and clearly you're an adult and you haven't grown any inches in the real life, but and symbolically, it feels as if you've let go of enough of that past life or lives that was um, crippling in its own way, that was holding you back. And um, the the nervous system seems very bright and very healthy at this point in time. Oh, gosh. Um, I feel like you 
had a lifetime where you were on some sort of stretching rack. Uh, I don't know what, I can't remember what they call it, you know, where they, they tortured by stretching the body. Anyway, this is just a, not a good vision. I want to release all of that. Uh, I really want you to release all that because that was horrible. And I don't know why that's just coming up. So we're just going to release that because it's, it's, uh, the, the healing is over and that just came up and I want to release it. It somehow has to do with the armpits, funnily enough. I first saw uh, kind of a still some darkness under the armpits. And so I just went in quickly to see what it was. Did not know I was going to get another life, but that's what I feel like. You were in some sort of torture chamber where you were being stretched. And I don't think it has anything to do with the fact that you were short in any other life. It is something else completely. But I want you just to begin to release all of that. And it's interesting, but I do feel like there's some shedding going on. There was immense pain Um I mean, I've seen on TV, and it seems like you're stretched from the arms, the hands, or the. But this particular thing feels like it was under your armpits. So there's something pulling your legs, and there's something holding your upper body from your armpits. It's like you have a um, brown leather around the, your upper chest under your arms, and the pain there was terrible. So it seems related to the armpit issue in this life, but I don't know, and I want you to release all that pain and suffering. Oh, my gosh, and I know if I had time, I would go into it and and really um, pick up something more, at least I think, but or maybe not. Maybe it's not important that we do that, but I, because it came up at the end. You've already got the cocoon around you, which is fine, but I want you to release any pain and suffering about the upper arms, the upper uh, torso, that stretching thing, the torture. There's just torture here. This is not pleasant, guys. I'm sorry. But we might as well deal with it. Let's get rid of it. Um, And interestingly enough, I do see, I'm just scanning the, the rank and file around us, and definitely there's torture issues for each and every one of you. So even though it may not relate in any way, shape, or form to where you are in this life with your physical issue, please release all um, torture, all despair, all anger, or all pain and suffering, all of that, because torture is terrible and but we've we've all been through it. There's just there isn't a one that hasn't been through torture in this uh, journey that we've all been on. And I see a lot of just really a lot of dark stuff just coming off almost in waves from Ernesto, just coming off in waves, being neutralized, being. Um, um, dissolved. And it makes sense that there's more than one issue at play here. Uh, these things are complicated. Whenever we've manifested something into our outer realities, it's usually complicated. There's usually more than one uh, piece of it. There's multiple pieces. It tends to be intertwined and complex. 
And so this is the hyperhidrosis is no exception. So this is just a, a quick release to another piece here. I encourage Ernesto and all of you to keep working on your own to uh, continue the lifestyle of doing the neutralizing, of shifting your energetic lives and taking it on, making a commitment to yourself, knowing that it's going, it's going to affect every part of your life in a good way. The energetic work, especially when you are, uh, I mean, when you are amalgamated, especially or not, when you're amalgamated, you can't do any hurt or harm. You're always working in your highest ideal because you've given permission to those divine energies who won't trespass, who won't hurt or harm, won't control, won't manipulate. You're, you're giving them permission to operate and heal you and because they can't just willy-nilly come in and fix us. We're in that free will kingdom. We have to invite them in. And so I want each of you, whatever your issue is, to please continue to work on it. You can listen to the same healing on the radio in the archive over and over again. Pause it when you get to a part where you really, something triggers and you've got stuff going on for yourself. Release more of your own issues, whatever they may be, because I can't say everything for everyone, as you know. So I want want you to just keep working on it and you're going to see you're going to make shifts where the goal is to bring in a balanced harmony you know balance and harmony self-love and self-acceptance and the more we bring that in and we can't force it we can't just say okay i'm going to love myself period end of story why can't we do that because we carry lack of self-love from so many different lifetimes that no matter how we we can't force proper self-love when we're carrying all the lack of self-love underneath. We have to neutralize all of that, those layers of lack of self-acceptance and lack of self-love and lack of self-worth because they were there from so many different lives, so many different situations and conditions. And as you release it, you're going to find feeling good about yourself comes in naturally. It doesn't need to be forced. And even when you feel good about yourself every day, still work because there are layers and layers and layers and layers. So it is needs to be a lifestyle. And with that, I'm getting the thumbs up from the higher south at the um all right, I just I really just want to look at that back that outer rim. And it's definitely better than it was when I was checking in and there was all that anguish and crying going on. Oh, my gosh, that was upsetting. I felt sort of bad that I didn't check in sooner. But in any case, I do feel that it is definitely better. It is not the magic bullet, but we have alleviated some um, substance from that anguish. Oh, my gosh. All right, guys. The forever now moment is drawing in um, and the higher self have indicated to me that the healing is over. And I just want to really, again, thank Ernesto for bringing this healing to to me, to being vulnerable enough to say you have something like that. So often we, we're so afraid, as, as I've mentioned. And 
it's such a common thing where we have things about ourselves physically that we're ashamed of or um, unhappy with or frustrated by or all of the above. So thank you, and I hope everyone got some help with their physical body, and I encourage everyone as always to take on the lifestyle of doing the energetic work. It helps in every way. Helps physically, emotionally, psychologically, mentally. I mean, it just—it's just what it's all about. And I also want to remind everyone: if you want to email me a request or a question, please Janet at HigherSelfVoice.com or Janet at JanetRichmond.com. Also, please tune into or take a look at Soul Psychology the Book dot com and see what the what my new book is about and it's available as I've said earlier on Amazon as an ebook as on Kindle and it's also a print book. So anyway I just have loved having you all on the show. Thank you for tuning in. And if you Please let me know if you have a request for healing because really, I mean, who knew when when Ernesto reached out that it would turn out to be such an, a great healing, really help people because I just didn't even think about the people like the cleft palate and things like that. I never thought about all those things, especially in the third world countries that the help that we have here, so many things are fixed before the baby even gets out of the hospital after birth. I mean, who knew? I didn't think of it, and thank you, Higher Self, for bringing it to my attention. And I don't know if I think that's about all for today. And next week, I have another request. Uh, As I mentioned earlier, it's for Robin and Ryan or one or the other. I don't know that she's completely clear on it yet, but it's going to be something interesting, as it always is. And I hope you will tune in next week as well. And again, thank you, thank you so much for being part of this journey with me and supporting me, all of the support that I get. I really appreciate it. And the other listeners appreciate it too. Every time somebody reaches out, every time somebody gives me feedback and I share it, it is absolutely great. So, okay. All right. Well, I'm going to say goodbye. Thanks, guys. Thank you for listening to Janet Richmond and the Higher Self Voice. Visit Janet's website at JanetRichmond.com to view all of her upcoming events or to buy her book, Choices, Neutralizing Your Negative Thoughts and Emotional Blueprints. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. 
This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.